podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Roman Centurion walks into a bar, sticks two fingers up. Five pints, please. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So I've told I'm that so- joke for two reasons, just quickly before we get to the, the good bit. One is because Meadows is currently in Rome. I am. Which we'll get to. Second, Rome is the capital of Italy. And as we all know now, my grandma's from Italy. So that's, yeah. those are the two. And Nonna that's it. Conte? Exactly. He uh, Meadows called me Conte earlier. He said, mm. ciao Conte. Mm. Very impressive. <laughs> that's the only two reasons. Um, but yeah, I thought, uh, just randomly thought an Italian flavor would be good. Oh, I thought there was going to be a tighter, tighter link in the joke. Like, uh, that's why I was slightly disappointed, if I'm honest. What, what do you mean? A link for what? Yeah. For, well, for I what? thought it would be more relevant to what we're about to talk about. Yeah. No, I well, know. What? I know that there is a link. Meta's, Meta's being in Rome. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. What, 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 what am I missing here? Yeah. Well, maybe, okay, if we start the show, maybe... Actually, let's start the show. Let's your... score it, and then we'll, oh, we'll start score, the show. And then we'll start and then the show, we'll and then let's it. know yeah. what on earth <laughs> could be so big that I've missed. <laughs> okay, I'm going to, before I lose control, 7.5 for the Jake. So still okay. a solid score. I hope you're okay with that, Jeez, Which would be V-I-I, and I don't know what point five would be in Roman. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> Probably point V. Roman numerals. Point V, <laughs> yeah, half of V. <laughs> Do Roman numerals have decimal places? Well, above the eyes, they do. Actually, no, they don't, because they're solid eyes, aren't they? So shut my mouth. Oh, let's start the show, shall we? Let's start the show. (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to another edition of The Paddock. As ever, you've got me, Lawrence Bretto, you've got Chris Medlin from Racer, and you've got Nate Saunders from ESPN. And today we are doing a special episode much nearer to the big news that has been happened. I know we're still waiting for the good to start episode. That's not this episode. <laughs> that will be coming at some point in the future. We will be talking about a fairly big story that that's what I was trying to get to, Nate. What, what was it? Just this little thing that Lewis Hamilton's going to Ferrari. What? <laughs> when did that happen? Sorry, I've been I've not had my phone on for an hour. Just be under a rock. Yeah, just for listeners who think we're trying to be funny and be like, oh, what a surprise. But Barreto genuinely didn't understand when Nate and I were playing dumb about the lack of how specific the joke was that we were <laughs> pretending we didn't yeah. know that Lewis had gone to Ferrari. So there was a point no, just before he gave his score that. that the penny <laughs> dropped. No, I saw the moment that you then got what he was on about. Um you just thought he was defending his joke, but I, I liked the joke. Uh, and and the follow-up. Yeah, so and and the news is rather large. It is. It is large. XL, which is also a Roman numeral, but also <laughs> a way to measure clothing. What's that, 60 or 40? No, 40, because it's yeah. X before L, and L is yeah. 50. Oh, XL, I, 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 I. 43. Uh, no, I said four of them, but it should have been IV, shouldn't it? XLIV. IV. Is that oh, yeah, 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 that does. That does. I see what you're doing. 44. 44, yeah. <laughs> the number of years my grandmother lived in. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it's obviously Lewis Hamilton's number. And that's what the pod's about. There we go. We got there. 
Good. Anyway, see you next um, week. Yeah, I mean, that probably is genuinely, joking aside, the biggest day I can remember covering Formula One. I did not like, agree to joking from, aside. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I just said joking aside, and then I was going to say joking back on side. Okay, and we can go All right. back to joking. All right, sure. So joking back in, back in, back in the mix. Uh, yeah, Roman numerals are great. <laughs> I agree. With Roman numerals are not my strength, so I'm not going to get involved in the Roman numerals chat. But Medlin, oh, I've got you more agree. of it coming. Continue. Of it coming. <laughs> I know. I know. That's why Medlin continue quick. Oh, I was just agreeing <laughs> with him. I mean, it was massive, wasn't it? It was. Um, yeah, I, I think actually there was a, a good way of going through all this. Was where were you when you heard the news, sort of thing, when when it first came on your radar? Um, so, Mr. Barreto, were you in the office with Lewis and Fred? weeks ago <laughs> as an f1 representative for the betterment of the series is that is that where you when you found out yeah obviously i was there trying to hammer out the deal between the two of them hammer out um, very good so <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm normally terrible at this so thank you very much was, for pointing that out intentional um yeah for a change all right give me some <laughs> credit medis gee Gave me a compliment, then took it away seconds yeah. later. The Rick Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I heard, Lawrence, that you basically, Stefano called you and said, look, we need to bury this Andretti news. <laughs> so I've called I've called Lewis and Fred together. Can you come and witness something? And you're like, yeah, fine. And then before you knew it, you were watching a contract being signed. It's like I was one of the two witnesses for the marriage. Is that what you're trying yeah. to say? Well, that's how contracts <laughs> work, isn't it? You have to you have to play nice music <laughs> and then someone comes and witnesses it. <laughs> Well, funnily enough, I was uh, actually messaging Nate a fair bit uh, on the day, and I remember he caught me at a time when I was furiously typing away. So, Nate, maybe you want to tell the story of like how it was unfolded on that day. Yeah, I sent about a billion WhatsApps in about three <laughs> minutes. Um, it was a funny one, right? Because you know, this story's always been been out there, but like Wednesday night, we'd obviously had all the Andretti stuff, and then was just looking on social media, and there was one tweet I saw where it was like, you know, it sounds. Like there's a really, really big chance of uh, of of this Lewis Ferrari thing. Heard that so many times. I just read it and was like, whatever. Woke up in the morning. You know, I was making a cup of coffee. Sat down at my desk, and there was about three more tweets from different journalists. And the thing was, there was a few journalists that actually come into the paddock who were tweeting about it. And that you, you guys know, right? That's very different to when you've just got some random website saying because they don't have any. They're not able to source that stuff. They don't know people in the paddock. You know, in the same way that we do. So I thought, okay, that's interesting. And I text one person, like, have you seen this? And and then I saw a tweet from Adam Cooper, who's covered Formula One for, for decades, saying he's heard it's very, very likely and could be confirmed by the end of the week. When you see someone like that, who's that well connected, you suddenly your head completely changes. And you're like, okay, this actually does seem very, very legitimate. Um, so text a few more people. And I had a couple of texts back pretty quickly from people that I really, really trust about different things saying, yeah, there's a lot to this. Like, I, I think it's, you know, I think, and motorsport, I just put something out and it's like, yeah, I think that's probably true. And then, yeah. And then within about an hour, hour and a half, we changed our copy to, um, to say, rather than a report says that ESPN sources say, you know, and that's always a big moment. You're like, oh, okay, we've put it out there now. Like if this is wrong, we're, we're really screwed. So you have that that anxiety but it was kind of like a snowball downhill because you know the more people you message the, and everyone was clearly it wasn't just me messaging these people they were clearly having conversations with multiple people and you could tell that a lot of people were like learning information on the fly with you 
Um, and then, yeah, by early afternoon, it was just, it was just an open secret. Um, and then obviously confirmed in the evening. And it was, it was crazy. I don't think I've ever covered a day of news like that. Like I barely, I, my, you know, when, you know, when they show like a football map of how football players run around the pitch, the heat map, my heat map would have been like just a blob around my desk, basically. I really didn't <laughs> do anything during the day. I moved around a bit to like film some stuff with ESPN. Like I went on to sports center for the first time, which kind of shows you how big the deal was. It was um, like huge. Um, but yeah, like, and the sun went down, end of the day, and I realized, like, towards the end, I was like, I haven't eaten anything, <laughs> really, like, all day, because it just it just flew past, so you weren't thinking about anything other than the story, um, which, again, yeah, just speaks to how big it is. Yeah, I was... How about I you, was, uh, Yeah, I, I had gone down to um, my parents' place the day before, because uh, it's my birthday, and uh, going away for the weekend, so I'm in Rome right now for... Um, Italy against England in the rugby. So I was taking the dog down there, seeing them on my birthday, having a dinner and stuff. And the Andretti news um, had me busy all day and um, basically made that a very hectic day. So I hadn't paid attention to any social media that evening. So I'd go out for dinner and and hadn't seen anything. And fortunately, I'd got up early the next morning to drive back home because I knew I had a fair bit of work to do before flying. And on that drive, I stopped to grab a coffee uh, at a service station so that um, I could actually deal with, I knew Haas were about to announce um, yeah, Behrman and Fittipaldi as reserves. Yeah, and, and I mean, the fact that Behrman's doing six FP1s as well, I was like, you know, he's clearly being groomed for an F1 seat here. I mean, you're so... pronouncing it wrong, it's Behrman. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> oddly. And I, so I just thought, oh, I'll just cover that off because I wanted to stop for a, a coffee anyway, so the timing made sense. And I had a message from someone saying, you know, what do you make of this Lewis to Ferrari stuff? Uh, and I'd nearly responded being like, it was rubbish, like, because we've all heard it before. Uh, you know, it's been... It's been around a lot and it always feels like it's just a negotiating tactic, either from the Hamilton camp uh, trying to put pressure on Mercedes to get what they want or from potentially the Ferrari camp. Um, you know, Carlos is out of contract at the end of the season. And I was thinking, well, it seems like there's a bit of a disagreement over the length of that. And maybe they're just trying to force him to sign what they put in front of him. So I was going to say rubbish, but because I've been driving, I hadn't seen anything else. So I opened up Twitter or X or whatever we call it. And saw um yeah i think it was motorsport.com so johnny noble had tweeted had shared a story mm. saying that it looked like something was happening there and so then i was like hmm. uh, kind of like nate says you you have a bit more respect for that where you're thinking that's not just going to be a flyer there's got to be like or someone said something to them uh, and, and and knowing sometimes who people's sources can be i thought that that could be quite strong so mm. sent a bunch of messages and then got some replies that were telling uh, and then got back into a conversation with someone else from another team about some stuff who gave me some real, real good insight that suggested, yeah, this, this is, this is going to happen or this is, this sounds like it's happening. Uh, and then it's, yeah, you're panicking. So then I realized I was half an hour to drive from home, sat in this service station car park. And I was like, do I drive home? Do I say, stay sat here? A bit like Nate hadn't moved from the driver's seat, hadn't got out and got the coffee <laughs> yet. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah, they must have thought you were so dodgy just sat there. In your yeah, car. pretty much. <laughs> and looking stressed, I think you know when you're kind of you're and you're rubbing your head, going like, who else to message or who can I ask or who might know this or that. And yeah, so then I in the end I did go and grab the coffee and and sent a few messages and drove back and spoke to people on CarPlay. And during that time, the penny seemed to drop for me. Uh, and the way I viewed it was, I thought uh, that the F1, sorry, Bretto, but uh, had timed the Andretti announcement being like, well, if, if we get it out this day, then the following day is going to be this huge news that we know, you know, that may well know is coming and therefore it, this news cycle will move on or it will just put into perspective all that stuff. So I thought it was intentional. Anyway, I did actually put that to someone at F1 and they were like, no, I'd, I'd love to say it was, but it's a happy coincidence for us in that sense. But, you know, uh, we're not that smart. Um, 
but then again you get to speak to people there and you just get to add more and more to the story and round it out and and you that you something that you've heard from somewhere you might suggest and they'll be like you know well we don't know about that but so-and-so might and you just it all your web expands pretty quickly about uh who might be able to fill things in or, or who knows what uh and yeah suddenly i it must have been what three hours between um the first mention of it not even that probably two uh, and running the story that yes this is happening like being fully yeah, confident being certain. being certain yeah um i mean spoken to enough people and, and you know you can then the more detail you can get the closer to the story you can get the more you can put to people that can actually confirm it and yeah it was it was wild how quickly that moved. Normally, it's dragged out over a much longer period of time. Uh, and sometimes it feels like it moves that quickly because the announcement is actually, or, or then it happens. And and that's why it felt quick to you. You're almost catching up at the last second. In this one, mm. uh, you know, as it turned out, Toto said, he was told Wednesday morning and, and that was it. By Thursday night, they were announcing. So it all happened in that window. And basically, everyone started finding out in the 24 hours after the, uh, the first chat that Lewis had had with Toto. So... Uh, one of the quicker ones I've definitely worked on. Hectic as, as hell as well. Yeah, same as you, Nate. Just nonstop work. Uh, and still today. So today's been all day in a hotel room in Rome and the sun's going down now. So that's a bit sad. But um, Mate, this is kind of what we do the job right. for, isn't it? Yeah, well, this is it. This is what that felt like. It was kind of, it did feel like a fun day, um, you know, covering it. And um, I think um, one of the things that was was interesting was seeing like American American fans and contacts waking up to the news. And a couple of people messaged me, like, just in capitals, like, what? Like, yeah. huh? <laughs> Is this true? And it's like, yeah, you've got a lot to catch up on. Like, you're five hours behind us. And in that five hours, the entire F1 world has changed. Um, I mean, I was about to say, we need to, we need to get yeah. uh, Bretto's thoughts on it. But also, quick aside, I ended up randomly on the live stream of Fabrizio Romano, who's like huge on Twitter for football transfers, because it was transfer deadline day. And there wasn't actually that much happening in terms of football transfers, but he's Italian and they're, they're kind of, they're doing like an Italian slash English live stream. And Lewis to Ferrari was, was big. So he had DM'd me going like, do you fancy coming on live stream and talking about this? Uh, so oh, when wow. I, was at, I was at Heathrow ready to fly to Rome of all places as well. Um, yeah. Talking about that, which was quite a cool crossover. That's that is very cool though, isn't it? I didn't know you but did that's that. Just, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's just like a small um, example of, like how big this news was it was on main news websites top stories it was across news bulletins um like you we seen our lots of our colleagues as experts kind of giving their opinion across all kind of broadcasters across the world and then people who aren't formula one fans or even sports fans were excited about it um so these are the kind of days that i love at work when a story builds this quickly but we saw a real clear like indication of how one of these stories unfolds, like kind of Meadows hinted at, like they had that breakfast Wednesday morning. So as soon as those two talk, they're infinitely going to talk to someone else, right? So Lewis and Toto are going to talk to someone else. And then the web of people who know it's definitely mm. true naturally grows and people just talk to each other, not because they want to leak things. They just talk to, to each other. Yeah. Lewis wanted to tell his team first before it was announced. They had a team meeting at two o'clock on that Wednesday. So even more people do. And obviously gradually it's more and more people find out and they know it's certain yeah. it happens and then you've got to build to how do you actually make this announcement time right for us and there's so many like steps that you've got to put in place for what is just a one person decides to do one thing and there's so many steps that have to like happen um afterwards and what i loved was there was a massive delay between mercedes putting out the official announcement and ferrari then confirming that lewis was yeah. gonna 
join and i think their their release was like 20 words long it was like classic ferrari they love to do a driver announcement like this is happening the end i, I love it yeah, no, no any... i actually <laughs> love that that reminded me of like michael jordan i'm back it was ferrari yeah. we've signed lewis hamilton multi-year deal great <laughs> that, that was it was, it. <laughs> but i love that about ferrari for that for that exact reason it's like why would you need to know anything else yeah yeah He's joining the he's joining the greatest team in motorists. Like that's, that's that's the news. Like you don't need you don't need a quote. The quote is holy, like yeah, holy, yeah. you know whatever whatever word after like yeah. I, I kind of the 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 Michael Jordan comparison is a really good one. Like because if you watch the Last Dance, he's just like I just wanted something that encapsulated it, and he was like yeah I'm back. You know what that means. Good. You know you're like <laughs> yeah. you know you don't need the press release to tell you how big that is. You know. So I thought it was pretty cool. And also, it's the it kind of feels like a story that we've been waiting to happen for a number of years, but probably thought was never going to happen, especially when he signed that last deal with Mercedes. But I think, I don't know how much uh, you guys have learned about various contract, the contract that he had, but obviously this one plus one contract that he's evidently signed, mm. when they announced it, they obviously didn't make it entirely clear. They just said he'll be racing for 24 and, and 25. And I guess by a nuance says, yeah, he would do if all the options were taken up. But I guess that's that's one of the key reasons why he decided to move. Like a team who you've been with for a long time have said, we can only really offer you a one-year deal. That's really what we want to offer you. But yeah, we'll yeah. give you another one just to try and get, well, a one with option, another one with options just to get over the line. And Lewis wants three. So that's quite a big gap, isn't it? When you're trying to negotiate about what one side yeah. wants and one other. So I guess then the biggest team in the world who've been chasing you and basically makes you feel loved comes and goes, you can have a long-term deal. You can have what you want, just sign here. Like, mm. I guess at some point he's like, he's human, right? And he was just going to go, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, and I'm going to do me, it. And you're completely right, Laz. And part of me also, in the aftermath, I thought, what have we what have we covered over the past two weeks? We've covered Lando getting a new deal at McLaren. And then your wheels start turning. Of All of us were like, he, he signed that because Zach Brown was warding off Red Bull. And you think, well, yeah. a guy like Zach Brown is going to be connected enough to be like, this Lewis thing sounds like there's something to it and if if that does happen you know i mean i i haven't you know i haven't heard that but people people hear things right and you'd suddenly think okay i'm sure he wanted to get lando tied down anyway but what better motivation to be like let's get the guy down i don't know yeah i, I think there was a bit of that where people say like this is obviously played out over january so maybe that word got round but um flip side was toto today uh, on a press call said that you know they had lots of options and you know they knew that there was a chance it would end at the end of this year or if not next year um and he basically said you know two options just signed long-term deals so i wish he'd kind of made the call six weeks earlier because they would have been options for us so mm. it's almost like that he didn't because he didn't know till the wednesday then how you know if toto didn't know that much would others have already you know another rival team have got that much insight i'm not That's too true. sure and whether it would have come out earlier but um it's if that's why it's such a big shock, which is what's in all the papers I wanted to mention very briefly because we're about to run out of time. But um, I've got like four different Italian papers and they all say it's like a world coup that Ferrari have grabbed mm. Lewis and this sort of thing and massive shock that he's come here. So um, it is and it's exciting and it's kind of it's revved me up for the year now. Same. OK, well, we've chatted enough um, and ruined Chris Medlin's holiday in Rome. So uh, let's let him go off and explore the trivia fountain the coliseum hopefully get some pasta inside you medicine oh, just generally explore rome there'll be pasta tonight yeah um all the other stuff has to wait till tomorrow now before the rugby just gonna cram in like a three-hour walking tour and then go to the rugby because yeah today today was meant to be for me a day off jess was working 
regardless like all day in the hotel but i was meant to go exploring because it's my first visit but uh lewis hamilton ruined that and ferrari so basically <laughs> it's really selfish of them both yeah that is and that is the headline news is that the move ruined your yeah uh, your holiday yeah well in a rare treat for our listeners and just for formula one in general uh <laughs> i i am gonna end the podcast as i usually finish it with another joke topical Ooh. joke um again that topic being that Medes is in Rome and that my nonna is from Italy, whereby Rome is the capital, and maybe some Ferrari news. You guys, you guys ready for this? I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. This is the joke. <clears throat> I can't remember how to write one, one thousand, fifty-one, six, and five hundred in Roman numerals. I'm livid. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Write it out if you don't get it, because that's a classic. I have learned enough about Roman numerals in this chat to just about get that joke. So I'm <laughs> yeah, delighted. Yeah. I feel like this has been educational largely for, for Roman numerals, which is important because <laughs> the Super Bowl is next week and they insist on using Roman numerals. So people who came to this podcast for reaction and insight into the Lewis Hamilton move to Ferrari, go away learning more about Roman numerals and that is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think yeah, especially especially now we're all Ferrari fans again, right? I mean, I've always been deep down one, but we can actually say that now. <laughs> now that now that they've saved Formula One with the biggest news of all time. Well, I loved it, Nate, and I guess I should really score it. So I'm going to give it a nine. I loved it. I it was great. One X. Exactly. It's a one X out of X. Yes, but I haven't learned enough that I could have done that. Oh, Come God. on. I've just realised I've understood what you're saying. It's oh, a whole gonna... new thing to learn, Roman numerals. <laughs> All right, we're well, we're going to do we a We don't have to do that going forward, but I feel like Roman numerals, we should do that more because that is fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Let's end this episode, shall we? Uh, thanks to anyone who is still listening. Um, we appreciate your listening and we would hope that you can follow us on our social channels at The Paddock. You can read Medes' work on Mesa.com, Nate's work on ESPN.com and my work on F1.com and we'll do this again very, very soon. Buongiorno. Ciao. <laughs>